history of Oklahoma is about winning championships. Brooks trying to make something happen. He breaks free. Kennedy breaks out. Forget the field goal. Win it with a touchdown. up sooner nation i am casey mallon and you are now in the sooner state of mind make sure you like and subscribe on apple podcast and spotify the last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well bet online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests nfl College football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Sooner state of mind, family. How we feeling? Have you recovered <laughs> from the game? Woo! Lots to unpack, not only with the OU game, but with the entire college football landscape. The Sooners escaped their first ever visit to Provo with the 31-24 win over the BYU Cougars. But as this team has done quite often this season, they tend to make things tougher on themselves than they need to. And while the defense has been the calling card for this team all season, that was the case again on Saturday, but it wasn't the overall performance. It was the ability to come up with a big play when it was needed most. This was a very frustrating game but it tested the fortitude of this Sooners team and the Sooners passed that test. BYU came into this game struggling to run the football, averaging only nine yards a game and just 3.2 per carry. And if you would have told me those numbers after seeing Aiden Robbins run the ball, I would have said you are crazy because Robbins went off on Saturday, 22 carries, 182 yards, that's over 8 yards per carry. And as a team, the Cougs had 217 rushing yards on the day. And that BYU offensive line manhandled our defensive front most of the day. And there were huge holes for Robbins to run through. BYU did a great job of slowing the game down and limiting OU possessions. OU only had 10 on the day. Those Cougs were highly motivated for this game, and it showed early. BYU came into this game scoring 26 points total in their last three games. They had 24 points through three quarters in this one. And for about three quarters, Jake Resluff was doing enough to win this game, but three quarters does not a game make. Tough road environment, senior day, run game going off. Oh. 
And did I mention Dylan Gabriel was also knocked from this game? DG took a hard hit late in the second corner, quarter, and I don't want to speculate, but it looked like a concussion. But we didn't even know until OU's first possession of the second half, and we saw Jackson Arnold out there. little confusion there. Because this was coming off the heels of finding out this week that Jackson Arnold was going to redshirt this season. But the football gods had a different plan. Either way, Arnold had to come in and finish a game that was still completely hanging in the balance. And his play continued the theme of the day. These Sooners weren't good all day, but came up with the big plays in the biggest moments of this game. Tied at seven. OU just executed a fake punt in their own territory. Ethan Downs with a great catch. Wiped out by a very sus offensive PI. Now tack on a couple of false starts. And instead of first down going this way, OU has a fourth and 22. And then BYU with a huge punt return. Now it's first and 10 at OU's 43 going this way for those Cougs. All kinds of momentum. But Retzlaff fumbled. Rondell Bothroy recovered it for the Sooners. Needed it. That was huge because the Sooners turned that fumble into seven points. Jaden Gibson, 27-yard touchdown reception. That's TDs for Gibson in back-to-back games. Jaden also had a 55-yard catch in this one that set up OU's first touchdown of the game. But this BYU team would not go away, matching the Sooners, score for score, getting the game tied up at 17 at the half. Not only that, after forcing back-to-back punts by the Sooners, those Cougs driving late third quarter, BYU with the first and goal at the OU two-yard line. I know they share this nickname, but Billy Emmer effing Bowman. This dude always, and I mean is always on the spot. He jumps the route, interception, 100 yards to the house, a game-changing, game-saving pick six. This dude reminds me a lot of the Honey Badger. Just has a nose for the ball and a knack for the big play. He's always around it. He's always creating it. And it was Bowman's touchdown saving tackle on the previous play that set up this interception. If he doesn't tackle Robbins, the play never happens. Billy is so, so good. Sooner Nation will rejoice if he comes back for one more season. Put making that happen on our to-do list. We need Bowman. We need Stutz. What an exciting play. What an exciting player. BYU would still not go away. I was hoping that pick six would shake the young quarterback's confidence, but it did not. He would follow up that devastation with an eight-play, 75-yard scoring drive capped with a 10-yard touchdown run. QB takes it in himself. And somehow we are tied at 24 in the fourth quarter and lucky to be there. Without the Bowman pick six, it could have been up two scores. 
But did I mention timely plays? After the Sooners miss a field goal, ensuing BYU possession, third and four. Some people think it's funny, but it's Stutz. He's always money, Sooners defense. Sooners defense. Danny Stutzman, even with food poisoning, a sneaky good blitz, blows up the quarterback, forces the fumble. La'alu recovers. Sooners take over. Three plays later, Gavin Sawchuck breaking tackles, stiff-arming Cougars, takes it in for a 16-yard touchdown. Sooners take the lead, 31-24. Come on. And Gavin Sawchuck, this dude is really starting to run the rock. 14 for 107 and the TD. And too bad this guy wasn't healthy earlier in the season because he's had moments in the last few games where he was absolutely unstoppable over his last three games. 49 carries, 353 yards, that's 7.2 per carry, and two touchdowns. He will be a huge part of this offense moving forward. Ensuing BYU possession, the OU defense forces a three and out. Just over five minutes left in the game. Sooners need a couple first downs to run the clock out. First down. Levy dials up a double move. And Jackson Arnold misses a wide open Nick Anderson. Oh, my God. He would have walked into the end zone. He burned his defender so bad. I know that one will eat at Arnold for a while. But for now, we need to find a way to win this game. Sooners facing a third and eight. Jackson Arnold with a dart to Jaleel Farouk. He takes a huge hit, but he holds on, picks up the first down. Game over. Sooners win. Freshman quarterback coming in, getting the job done. What a team effort. And like I said earlier, that was the theme for this game. Timely, and I mean timely, big plays when they were absolutely needed. Not a huge game for Stoops on Saturday, but just like the team, he was his best when they needed it most. Third and 12, Stoops for 24. One to two third down conversions for Stoops on a drive that would end in points. And in my notes during the game, I wrote, Stoops is going to go from walk-on to the NFL. I believe he's going to make it. We've talked in the past. You can't outwork this guy. He'll do whatever it takes for the team. And he loves to play football. We are going to miss that guy big time. So make sure you really enjoy his last two or hopefully three games. Overall, lots of mixed emotions going into it. This was a game that BYU should not have been in from what they had done leading up to this game. But they didn't play that way. They brought it. Their O-line was stellar. And Aiden Robbins was beasting out there. Outstanding. But OU was able to put the game on the young quarterback's shoulders and force him into some young quarterback mistakes. And we all make mistakes. 
when I said our mantra for the weekend was coups and clones. I didn't preface it by saying we don't use the mantra until after our game against BYU. Maybe some of us started early and in, inadvertently gave the BYU Cougs some added juice that was meant for the Houston Cougs. Because the Houston Cougs were just good enough to be majorly disappointing. Houston falls short in their upset of the Pokes despite having a 23-9 lead. The Cougs crumbled in the second half on their way to a 43-30 loss on the second half legs of Ollie Gordon. Cyclones were much the same as in just good enough for false hope. Texas goes into Ames and gets the 26-16 win. Even with both of those games, we still have life for one more week. The Sooners host the 5-6 and six TCU Horned Frogs on Black Friday. TCU coming off a 42-17 beatdown of the Baylor Bears. And besides an end-of-half possession, the Horned Frogs ripped off six straight touchdown drives against Baylor. And to be honest, I'm not sure what to expect from these Horned Frogs. They are trying to get bowl eligible, so they are going to come into Norman looking for a fight. This team kicked the crap out of the Sooners last year on the way to the national championship. Now, they did lose a lot of those players on last year's team to the NFL, but it's still a very talented football team. Former Sooner Chandler Morris was back from injury last week for some mop-up reps, but I do think TCU will stick with freshman Josh Hoover coming off his best game of the year. 24 of 29, 412 yards. It's almost 83% completions, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Now, he does have eight interceptions on the season, and that will be key as we saw the Sooners score 21 points on three BYU turnovers last game. Running has been a mixed bag for TCU, averaging just 150 per game. But after the game against BYU, I don't know what to expect out of our run defense. Imani Bailey is pretty solid, over five yards of carry on the season, seven touchdowns. Lots of weapons at the receiver position. Savion Williams, J.P. Richardson, Jalen Robinson. And after what we've seen out of tight ends, I am a little concerned with tight end Jared Wiley. He's had at least four catches in three straight games for these Horned Frogs, including seven for 178 and two touchdowns versus Baylor. We saw Rex wreck us a little bit on Saturday. Let's hope Wiley doesn't do the same. Defensively, a really solid squad. Namdi Obiazor, however you want to say it, leads the team in tackles and sacks. Jamoy Hodge, very solid too. Up front, Dominic Williams and Paul Oyewale, very disruptive. 
13 different players have a sack on the season for the Horned Frogs. They're good against the run as well. Solid on third down. And they will make us pay for mistakes. But they've lost to most of the good teams they've played this season. They beat up on the bad teams and lost to the good teams. And we've beaten the good teams for the most part and played down to some of the not-so-great teams on our schedule. Offensively for the Sooners, hopefully we can keep building off the run game. It's been good and is getting better. Sawchuck looks locked in. We'll need him to do more of that, especially with the uncertainty at quarterback. BV did say about Gabriel, he's got an upper body injury, but think he'll be back and available pretty quick. I don't know if I believe that. That sounds more like coach speak to me. And if DG did suffer a concussion, it is highly doubtful he plays in this game. I actually can't imagine him playing, especially on a short week, if that is the case. Totally sucks for Gabriel, but it is a great opportunity for Jackson Arnold to get more reps moving into next season. And if DG does miss this game, it will most likely be Jackson Arnold getting all the reps with the ones while prepping for the bowl game and hopefully Big 12 championship. Arnold didn't look rattled or ill-prepared for the moment on Saturday. He had a couple of nice plays and got out of Provo with the win. The offensive line has been playing great, especially in the run game, especially in pass protection too. They're finally gelling. I know it's a little late in the season, but with some injuries and having to move some guys around, they're on it. Lots of young studs on this line moving forward. I think it is on the up and up. And no matter what happens on Friday, it is going to be the last home game for several Sooners. Hopefully not for some of our juniors like Danny Stetsman, Billy Bowman, and Jaleel Farouk. Hopefully those guys stay around, but we got a lot of seniors that we're going to lose, and we're definitely going to miss several of them, but none more than Drake Stoops. To watch how dude's game has evolved has been pretty special. It's going to be an emotional game, so we might as well win the damn thing to make sure the only sadness is that the players that won't be back secure a win in their last time taking the field at the Palace on the Prairie. It's going to be a big day. We hope to have two games left after Friday, but we're going to need help to make that happen. But at least we will have our game out of the way early on Friday, and we can properly focus our energy as needed. Friday evening, the Horns, WH, will host Texas Tech. The Red Raiders have won three in a row. A fourth straight win is something we would all be very thankful for. And then Saturday, it's those stupid pokes hosting BYU. And hopefully those Cougs are still roaring to get bowl eligible and bring the same run game they had versus our Sooners. I know I'm pulling for those Cougs. I want to see them bowl eligible. Don't you guys? Yeah, the answer is yes. 
So the mantra for this week will be Red Raiders and Cougs, Red Raiders and Cougs. First order of business, though, is to beat those horned frogs, and hopefully we can save a little Sooner Magic to sprinkle on those other games. But it starts with us handling our business. Without that, nothing else matters. Did mention there are some other games. Friday night, it is Oregon State at Oregon. Oh, baby. The Beavs almost gave the Huskies all they could handle on Saturday, but we'll need even more to beat these Ducks in what will be an absolute madhouse. The Beavs, they've got a puncher's chance to make it to the Pac-12 championship. The Ducks need a win to secure that rematch with the Huskies and to keep their CFP and Bo Nix Heisman dreams alive. That game is going to be good. Oh, baby. And on Saturday, mm, super tasty game. Number two, Ohio State, and number three, Michigan. The winner moves on to eat the sacrificial lamb or Hawkeye in the Big Ten championship game, which should also punch their ticket into the college football playoff. The loser gets a nice consolation prize of a New Year's Six bowl game. Speaking of consolation, it's number four, Florida State at Florida. Total bummer about Jordan Travis. He was having an amazing season. This dude is so fun to watch play football. He's a Heisman Trophy candidate and had his Seminoles undefeated. Devastating leg injury. Left in an ambulance. Hopefully long-term he's going to be okay. He did post a video on Instagram and was in good spirits. He said hopefully he can heal up quickly. And hopefully there's more football in his future. FFU, FSU still has a lot to play for. Has all its goals still right in front of them. Tate Rodemaker was decent in relief, but that was against a 3-7 and seven North Alabama team. He's going to need to be better in the swamp and then versus Louisville in the ACC championship game next week. They will need to have convincing wins in both games to make sure they secure a spot in the college football playoff. And we don't even know if winning both of those games will get them in. I think it would. But if they drop either game, chaos will ensue. Especially if Bama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Oh, my goodness. That's going to open up a whole different set of drama. But as for now, our interests are occupied until further notice. Sooner state of mind, family, let's focus our energy into one cohesive and all-powerful entity to help us finish strong at home, secure our 10th win of the season, and then resetting our intention onto overcoming the next obstacle.
We can do it. We got to do it together. I do want to take a moment to express my gratitude for all of the things and the people I am thankful for because there are many. And I'm also thankful for all of you taking this Sooner State of Mind journey with me. I appreciate all of you and hope good tidings find you and yours in abundance. We will be back later in the week to see how it all went down and hopefully it all went our way. Head on over to Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Go to shows, type in Sooner State of Mind, and you are locked, my friends. We have a ton of great content. Every team, every topic, everywhere, Believe.com. And if you want to watch Sooner State of Mind, head on over to YouTube and search the Football Dudes. We are there. Sooner State of Mind is brought to you by Bet Online. My name is Casey Mallon. I'm in. Sooner State of Mind. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs>